I'm out of God on this blessed day. Speak to us, speak to our hearts and our souls and our minds. May the words that I speak, I speak, bring you praise, O oh God, and never shame. Lift us up, O oh God, that we might lift up others. In your name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. It's hard to believe that the color purple, the movie is 36, 30, 85, what is that, 36 years? December 15th, it was released in 85, so it's 36 years old. But for most of us people of color, it's, it's one of our favorite movies because it has so many, so many uh, wonderful lines that if I ask you what's your favorite line from The Color Purple, most of us would have at least a dozen. But one of the scenes in The Color Purple, probably the most powerful scene to me in The Color Purple is when Suge is at the club and she's having a great time. She's at her best. And the church is probably less than a mile away and, and, the, and the blues music is playing and they're having fun. But somehow the church move, music comes through and she pauses and there's a transformation. She tries to go back to singing the blues and she pauses and she leaves the church or leaves the club going toward that music. And she keeps saying, speak to me, Lord, speak to me. Because she was raised in the church, her dad's a preacher. She's been singing church songs as a child, but somehow she, she got to her crossroads and she went the wrong way and did so many things. And, and you could tell that there was a struggle in her heart and soul. And when that music pricked her heart and soul, she said, Lord, speak to me. And I'm a firm believer that all of us who have said yes to the cross, asked God to speak to us and God spoke and we listened. If you look at the Old Testament and you look at Moses, you look at Samuel, you look at all the, all the leaders in the Old Testament and God spoke to their hearts and motivated them and moved them. In the world we live in today, we, we really need to hear God speaking to us. More importantly, we have to listen. The scripture that, that, that Sister Francis read so ably, the scripture talks about when Jesus said, this is my son and I am well pleased. People were wondering, is who, you know, who is this Jesus? And God had to validate his son. He was bona fide, validated. This is the person I've sent to make your life right, to change you, to transition you, to take out the bad, to put in more good. This is the person I've sent to make your life worth living. The question today is, are we listening? God is speaking. He's speaking louder than ever before. He's speaking because our world is in such so much trouble. The world has always been in trouble. There's always been bad people. There are, we've always had good people. Always had the people in the middle who don't know to go with the good or the bad. But he's always spoke to us, spoken to us. And he's had people to listen. And he's saying, I need more of you to listen, to hear what I'm saying to you. This is my son who can make life different. This is my son who can change, change war to peace. This is my son who can change malice and hate to love. This is my son who can make you and bring you great joy. You don't have to live in doubt and confusion and despair. This is my son. It's always a challenge, isn't there? 
always a challenge who to listen to. Always a challenge to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. And sometimes we, 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 don't, we seem to be confused what's right and what's wrong. But I am convinced that those who listen constantly, you can't just listen to, to, to God on, on Thursday and then and, and, and decide on Wednesday you're going to listen to somebody else. It is a continual having your ear tuned to God. Lord, I have accepted you, so what are you saying for me to do? You've heard me say it over and over again. The first thing, the reason God gave his son so that you and I might have a right to the tree of life because he loves us. And the first thing he wants us to do is love the world, love one another, truly love, love unconditionally. You don't love people because of what they do for you or what they can do. You love them because they are children of a living God who says, love my people. And what does that mean? It goes beyond verbiage. I remember being in college at University of Tennessee in Martin and, and people would come on campus supposedly to, to recruit Christians and they'd be terrified of talking to teenagers or college students. And they'd come out and say, well, we love you. Jesus loves you. But the way they looked at you, <laughs> They didn't understand you. They didn't, they didn't have any relationship with you. They were just doing what their preacher or what the church had said. Go out and hand these to these kids in college who are doing everything. They're probably drugging and boozing and sexing and doing all kinds of things. You got to go out there and save them. So here, take, give them this little card and tell them to come to your church. But you never really, with most of them, you never really felt welcome. You never really felt any love. You never really felt somebody who says, I know where you've been, what you're going through, and I'm here to help you, and I'm praying for you. It was a job. Loving people cannot be a job. It's got to be part of your DNA. Do you love people? Do you see people? Do you care for people? When you see them standing on the corner, you hand put a quarter in the bucket or a dollar or 50 cents, do you really see them? Do you see the person who's just who, who's been living on the streets since he got home from Vietnam? Decades ago, do you see the child on the street who has been abused and violated by her own parents and she's looking for love? Do you see the people out there, uh, 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 senior citizens whose children have taken every dime they got from them and abused them? Do you see people who are really hurting? When you see them, you help them, you love them, you care about them. God, when God speaks, God says, Get up and go out and love somebody. Get up and go out and serve somebody. God says it. life is more than singing, preaching, and praying. That's good stuff to motivate you. But the preaching, praying, and singing doesn't motivate you to get up and do something and get your knuckles dirty, get your hands dirty, get sweaty. Something's wrong somewhere. We can be so laid back and so at peace when life is going good. Guys got there, we got biscuits in the oven, ham on the table, good Kool-Aid, sweet Kool-Aid in the refrigerator. Somebody cut your grass. Mailman's bringing you a check on time. Life is really good. But for, for others, they're not getting a check on time. They're worried about the roof leaking. They're worried, single mothers are worried about feeding their babies. 
single mothers are worried about their teenage sons getting out there, getting involved in gangs. There's so much going on. And God is speaking to us and saying, what are you doing about it? Is your church a safe zone for kids after school? Is your church a place where people can come and bring their senior citizens to play checkers or cards while they go shopping and get a break? What are we doing? Are we listening to God when God says, I just need you to love folk? I guess sometimes it's hard because some of us can't even love our own families. I have counseled so many people in my life who say, I can't talk to my kids. How in the world do you bring kids in the world and you can't talk to them? I don't know how to talk to my spouse, Reverend. I, you know, I, I just, I'm not a talker. <laughs> well, you marry him or her. What did you say <laughs> as you talked to him into marrying you? So whatever you said, then keep on talking. We need to understand that love is about relationships and communication. Part of the problem we have when Jesus speaks to us is he says speaking is about communication. It is not a one-way street. It is not I talk and you listen. It is that we communicate together. We come to a mutual understanding of what God expects from us. When God speaks, as you look at the world today, and so many thick, crazy things are going on. Have no fear. Craziness has happened last century. It's going to happen this century. But the true joy we know and understand as we listen to God that my kingdom will come. It's coming. My kingdom, the devil's not going to stop it. It, it. it might be a pause. It might be a break. It might be some craziness going on. But God says to us, he, they can't stop it. The end will come. Eternity will reign. Heaven will come on earth. I know that swords will be turned into plowshares. Hate will stop. I know it. But you just got to keep marching on because there are people who will build a wall in front of you. There are people who put up mountains of hate. But you've got to love and love and that love overcomes those mountains of hate. Love overcomes all. Are you ready? Are you joyful? When your body's racked with pain, are you joyful knowing that God still got you? When the bills that you want to pay aren't paid 100%, but God still got you. When you get bad news about your children, something has happened, God still got you. You still have hope in your hands. You have hope in your body. You have hope in your soul to know that each day will get better and better if I believe and obey, if I believe and trust, and I keep the love in my heart, if I keep the love in my heart, no matter what people do to me, I have to have that love. What's our challenge today as we have that love? Our challenge is to give it away. You know, I don't like funerals, none of us do. But I looked in my journal the other day and the last dozen funerals that I have done, I have seen people give their lives away. When we got to the funeral, it was okay. They'd already given everything, every fiber of their being, they'd given it to serving their families, they'd given it to serving God, they'd given it to serving somebody. The last dozen, so if, if I can look and see a, a dozen folk who have loved the world and given all they got to give, that gives me hope. 
It wasn't 1%, it wasn't 10%, it was 100% of these folk. Not perfect beings, but, but people who knew Jesus, people who had heard God speak, and they didn't just hear, they got up, and they were enabled, and they did something. Yes, thank you, Lord. They did something. They showed us the way, and we need to follow them. We follow in their footsteps because they are giants of the faith. Name them. We could sit here and name the people in centenary, giants of the faith. But when God speaks, God says, I'm sick of you just naming them. And ancestors are sick of us calling their names and not following. Oh, my mama, Miss Bernie's Hobson, was a great saint. What are you doing, Roger? Oh, my Uncle Bud was a great saint. What are you doing, Roger? You don't get in, you don't get in on somebody's coattails. I remember sharing with you that my first appointment, my first church, I stopped the choir from singing, save a seat for me. So theology is bad. You can't get to heaven and throw your coat over another chair and say, I'm going to save this for my sister. Doesn't work that way. You got to, God has got to ordain that seat for your sister, your brother. You can't get in on anybody else's coattails. Nobody can save a seat for you. Your seat is what you choose to be, it to be. Nobody can save a seat for you. You've got to earn that seat by your love and your commitment to the cross. Where will we go from here? I don't know. I can't promise you what tomorrow will bring. I can't promise you what the next day will bring. I can't promise you that it will stop. I would love to tell you, it's going to start raining about noon and you're going to be all, everything's going to be fine. Only promise I can give you is that God is still speaking. God will always speak. And you've got to have a heart and a mind and a soul to listen. God will speak through your grandchildren. God will speak through your teachers. God will speak through your preachers. God will even speak through your enemies because they'll say things that you know better. You know that the devil is busy. They will help to reinforce the fact that you got to stay prayed up. You got to stay loved up and you got to stay cared up that your enemies will reinforce the fact that you have to follow the spiritual disciplines. You need, we need to fast more. We need to pray more. We need to meditate more. And more importantly, we need to get to our prayer closet. In this world today, there's more concern on our tornado shelter than our soul shelter. It's okay to have a place to go when a tornado comes. But I'm telling you, if you ain't got a soul shelter, if you ain't got a praying place, you ain't got a praying closet, you ain't got a place to go to, you're already in trouble. Because your grandmother, your grandfather, in, even in those shacks, they had a corner of the room, symbolic of where they went to talk to the Lord. Sometimes over behind the bed, wherever it was, sometimes in a corner of, of, of a closet, they got in there and they said, Lord, I, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time, Lord. I, I need you. My husband's not doing right. My wife, not, my children are not, not doing right. I need you, Lord. I need to see, I need to see through the burning bush. I need to see the altar. I need to see you, Lord. I need to hear from you. Because life ain't getting no easy as I get older, Lord. My body ain't the same. I need to hear from you, Lord. I got pain where I didn't have pain before. I need to, my mind is not functioning like it used to, Lord. I'm terrified. I'm terrified, Lord, of having Alzheimer's and outliving my mind. But Lord, you can help me. You can lead and guide me. You can direct me where you need me to go. 
Speak to me, Lord. Speak to my soul. <laughs> Soothe me, Lord. Anchor me, Lord. Help me to walk out. Help me to do what Stevie Wonder said. Help me to find my place in the sun. You know, Stevie says, on a, like a branch on a tree, I'd keep reaching to be free, moving on. Help me, Lord, to move on. Help me to keep going. Help me, Lord, to find my, my place in the sun. Help me not to be alone, Lord. Help me not to be despondent. Help me, Lord, not to, not to, not to, not to give in, Lord. Help me. So walk with me, Lord. Talk with me, with me, Lord. Guide me, lead me, Lord. Order my steps, Lord. Help me to be the man. Help me to be the woman. Help me to be the child you need me to be. Help me to live my life with so much joy, Lord. I get up in the morning with just so much joy. I'm busting all out with joy. I know that my heart can fail me. I know that my mind might not be regulated, but I still get up with joy, expecting and knowing, God, that you got me. And whatever happens, Lord, you got me. Whatever takes place, Lord, I know you got me. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so proud, Lord, that you got me. So as we teach our children all the valuable lessons of life, the most important lesson you can teach them is to let God speak to you. And when God speaks, you trust and you obey. The going is going to be rough sometimes. It's going to be tough. And sometimes you just want to lay, lie down and give up. But like Langston Hughes said, keep on climbing. Keep on moving. Doesn't matter if the if steps have splinters and are torn up. Doesn't matter. You just keep on moving. You're tired and weary. You just keep on moving. Keep on climbing. People are pushing you back down. Keep on climbing. Keep on going. God's got his hand down reaching for you. Reach for his hand. Hold on to his hand. Let him pull you when you're tired, when you can't. When you, when you, when you just can't put one foot in front of the other. God's got you. He will lift you up. He'll elevate you. And he'll say to you, just as long as you hear me speak, as long as you trust and obey, it's going to be all right. And at the end of the day, your soul is anchored. At the end of the day, God's got you. Amen, amen, and amen. Let us pray. Now, Lord, there are those who have not been anchored, and there are those who need you. If we have Facebook friends who need you, we have said time and time again, reach out to us. We will lead and direct you as you say yes. All you have to do is say, Lord, I I repent of my sins. I want you to come into my life and I want to rely on you and it is done. Now, if our church is too far and you know another pastor, another church is closer, they just say that you have, you have said yes to the Lord and they'll lead and guide you from that point on. We want you at seminary, but more importantly, we want you to be in the family of God. But those who will be with us beyond our Facebook time. The same is true for you. So be with us, oh God, as we endeavor to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.